Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Let me adjust my chair real quick. Yeah, adjust your chair, man, so you can adjust your mindset, because we about to go in. Uh-huh. Yeah, so to, right. today we're going to be talking about benevolence. All right. All right, I'm going to read the definition of benevolent, but benevolence. Um, benevolence is a noun. It's the desire to do good to others, goodwill, charitableness, to be filled with benevolence toward one's fellow creatures. Mm-hmm. Man, that just hit me a different way. Did it really? It did, man. Because I mean, I, I'm here. I am. I'm fully prepared to talk about uh, teaching to give, and then they start talking about feeling charitable t- toward all creatures. And I'm thinking about the state of affairs that we're in now as a country, man. And um, just goodwill and 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 I guess good feeling toward peoples is is, is not really. Um, not at an all-time high. Yeah, not at an all-time high, man. That's the shame. But that's that's another topic. You know, that's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the benevolence. I want to talk about it from a, a a teachable moment or a teaching moment from as a parent, um, because of something I heard you say the other day, and you were talking the other day to some some people, and y'all were talking about uh, HBCUs, the plight of HBCUs, and the right. co- the comment that I heard you make, I'm I feel in my shana now. <laughs> uh, I, I, because um, I, I I know that um, we're late to the game and giving, we're late to the game and giving, and I can I can even attest to what I said when I graduated. I remember when I graduated from college, and um, at graduation they had us to stand up and they wanted us to talk about to say this alumni pledge, and the alumni pledge was supposed to be giving back. And I'm honestly, man, in full transparency, I wouldn't even recite it. Mm-hmm. And my whole point to them, well, it wasn't to them because I wouldn't, I didn't say it to them. But my thought in my mind to them was, when I start making as much money as it cost me to go to school, then that's when I start giving back. And I don't know if that was altogether the right way to think about it, but that was Jesus my mindset. Me. Yeah, that was that's my mindset. still going through it. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, just want to ch- kind of, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt that way. <laughs> just want to kind of shift the mindset. I think uh, the mindset of benevolence has to be taught. And um, I think we did a, a decent job teaching you about benevolence, but not necessarily. We didn't we didn't go as far as talking about you giving to school. Um, and I giving feel to- like, if, if I can speak go ahead, man. real quick. Go ahead. Um, when you say taught, I feel that. I feel like it's less of a, a taught. Like, it's kind of a taught type of thing. But I feel like it's more of a... Uh, like a felt thing, a witness thing. Like you have to see it. You have yeah. to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. More so than just somebody telling you you should do it. Right. Um, and just understanding and see how it affects other people, how it, what that whole process looks like will cause you to more naturally go through that process yourself um, and that whole state of mind of giving when you see giving. Okay. I get that. I get that. I get that. I feel that. And, you know, and it's funny because, like, because I'll tell you, like going growing up, you know, growing up, we grew up with you in the church, and right. we tithe. We always tithe. We talked about tithing, and we showed you tithing, and you tithe. And so, um, I don't think tithing is a foreign concept to you. Um, but one thing that I know we have not done and have not been at the forefront of is, and and and, and right now we're particularly talking about um, schools and institutions and that kind of thing. Because right. I mean, I mean, as far as our neighbors giving to our neighbors or giving to our friends or giving to our family. I think we have that down. So let's go ahead and couch this. Like we're talking about giving to um, charitable organizations or giving to our back to our colleges and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I know you know the college that I went to. You visited the college that I went to, and, and your mother and I went to the same college. 
but I don't know that you witness us with this super um, alumni mentality. You know what I'm saying? No. And um, that might have been detrimental. I don't know. Um, it was how I felt at the time. I'm growing to love my college again. Um, I'm growing to love my college. Not that I ever hated it, but um, it kind was of just difference towards it. Yeah, because because to me, um, I think college was something for me to go to and through. Yeah, and it was a tool, and um, it was a tool to get to where I needed to go. And so once I left there, um, though I ma- maintained relationships with people that I met there, and I don't know that I'm, I'm, I have a relationship with any of the faculty that were you know that was there. Uh, I do have relationship with faculty now based upon my resurgence and and actually doing work with them and, and, and supporting them um, from a professional perspective. But I don't know that I ever thought about the fact that, um, okay, now that I left college, I need to maintain that as some kind of hub in my life. Right. You know, um, homecoming was something that I probably went to every four to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've probably been to three or four of our homecomings. Yeah, um, but even when you went, it wasn't you know it wasn't you and your, it wasn't me your mother it wasn't your mother you and I it was just you and I hanging out you know right and so as far as like oh, even this is the one time where I DJ there well yeah I'll you DJ there you did DJ but I, but that was still just you and I it was still not your mother oh then she wasn't there. no she didn't even go and so that's the thing it's like so it, like right now especially right now when you look at and it's going so far away from benevolence but oh who cares hey, it was, um, it'll circle back around. yeah it'll circle back around we do that um. It's, it's homecoming season, and, and and even looking out on social media, how so many people are talking about it's homecoming season, and you're gonna miss homecoming season, and every you know people just really oh, yeah. um, homecoming is gonna be lit this year. You know too. what I'm saying? And people really look forward to going back to their college for homecoming season, and and um, I don't know if that was ever my 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 mindset, and so I don't think that we've ever passed it on to you. Now we've gone to two of your homecomings. Um, you went to both of them? Yeah, we did. We went to both of them. We what did. happened the second year? The second Why'd year? Why'd you come? What? <laughs> why did I come? I don't um, remember the first year. I don't remember. I don't know why I came the second year. I did. I showed up. We came Y'all for, did show up. We yeah, spent a whole... Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, spent, we spent some time together. That, that, so I don't know what it was. We just, I guess we just uh-huh. came to homecoming. We needed something to do. I don't know. But anyway. Um, yeah, because I am the... Uh, the entertainment in y'all's life. <laughs> you know, you'd be struggling to find some other stuff to do. You At know? any rate. Um, but... Even with that, the, uh, the things that surrounded homecoming, like going to the galas, or um, I know for me, from because of the fraternity, we 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 have these 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 luncheons, and so I go to the luncheons. I support the luncheons, but I don't think I've ever supported anything on on a, a institutional level as far as right. um, funding and and you know giving funds. And so um, that's what I really want to I want to kind of talk about because if we don't ever really have that conversation early. Um, and really instill that not just in you, but in anybody who's listening to this podcast, um, they they really you know they may not get the importance of it until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And and the way the conversation even came up, and I'm a, I'm gonna let you talk about it a little bit, but the way the conversation even came up was you were talking about um, your, your 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 conversation was comparing HBCUs to PWIs, PWIs. and um, talking about the amount of support that PWIs get as opposed to HBCUs. Um, and so that's where the giving part came in. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I can speak on that. So basically in this conversation we were having, we were just talking about, um, we had a few people from HBCUs, a few people from PWIs, and one of the topics that came up was financial aid and how financial aid be jugging at HBCUs. <laughs> they be running your pockets and they don't really, um, they don't really give out money so easily is what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so as someone who has struggled with financial aid as well, because them people, especially at Hampton, man, oh, let me not name drop, name drop especially yeah. at my school, <laughs> because um, like a, a lot of students there are middle class, lower middle class, upper and lower class. And we have a whole, you can't really get that much money from us because of your parents' earnings and all of that. And then um, just a whole bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, so I just, as we were talking about kind of the funny things that we all been through and that kind of thing, I also, I just wanted to kind of bring light to the fact that there is a reason, although it is annoying, but uh, HBCUs are um, vastly underfunded vastly underfunded yep. um especially being compared to pwis mm-hmm. there's just not as much opportunity for money for them and stuff out there for them or stuff that's just given to them and so a lot of their money has to go back into what keeps the school alive which is business and research instead of necessarily so much money going towards students mm-hmm. um but then even from that conversation it, it moved forward into and so that's why even us as people now as young people or people in college or newly graduated from college, as we grow, we can continue and begin giving back to the schools and the communities to kind of build up and help that next generation. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have as much of a struggle as we did as we were coming through. Okay. Which is really what life is about, honestly, forever. Benevolent. Yeah. Benevolent. Bridge building. Bridge building. Yeah. But then, oh, well, you can go ahead. Well, no. So, so, so then I, that would that would then stand right in the gap of what we need to talk about because I again I see the importance of it. I see the importance of it now. Um, I don't know that I thought of the importance of it at the time. And I, I mean, I deal with um, funding to HBCUs and and, and, and minority institutions. Right. And so, I've I've worked with um, HBCUs and, and minority institutions for the last I guess two three decades. And so. Well, two decades at least, and 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 so I see the disparity, and understanding that um, our we somehow um, and, and and there's a subset of of, of and probably a subset of schools, but a subset of of groups in the school that start kind of like pre alumni associations that start um, yes, I, I, kind I, of, uh, of encouraging encouraging the students to give, but more so, how how do we increase that? amongst the students on the campuses like what can be said or done from a parental perspective first of all because you said it had to be something you could see and god knows you didn't see it in our home um and 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 then even from an institutional perspective or from from a community perspective what can be said or done or how can we help instill in our youth today as they go off to college to start looking now at giving back um and not just looking at giving back, because one thing to teach them to look to give back, but so, to commit to giving back. All right. Um, I will say, before even getting there, uh, I found it interesting, and like that interesting dynamic of kind of to and through. I'm also kind of a um, go-to school, through school person. Mm-hmm. Even looking back in before college, with like middle school to high school to now, and it's funny how looking back, you kind of appreciate certain things more so now than you did then. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely have appreciation for my school and my department from high school now that I've moved on to college and I'm without it. 
or like the people that I knew in middle school and the, the experience I had socially in middle school, like moving on. So it's like those things that you kind of take for granted at the time. Um, you really see the importance of how they shaped you as you move forward and you get older and you begin kind of just looking back over okay, your life. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of hard to, while you're going through something, like such as school or college, and to be actively thinking, oh, I'm going to be giving back this whole time. Or, oh, like, it, it's hard to really give um, kudos or kudos is due when it's kind of the norm for you at the time. Right, right. Um, and so I feel like part of it is probably just instilling that understanding um, of the need? Even more so before the need of the impact and the potential impact of the institution. Mm-hmm. And then talk about the need and how you can also fulfill the needs of the institution, not just for the institution's sake, but for the sake of them helping other people or giving other, like sharing the positive experience that you have had with other people in the next generation. Um, I feel like that can be a big part of the conversation. Um, honestly, a lot of it falls on the school as well, um, because the school has to build that atmosphere feeling like that family, like atmosphere where you feel like, um, you're helping a part of your own body almost. But, 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 okay. So, so I hear what you're saying. I hear Mm -hmm. what you're saying, but I don't think that it's not, I don't think that, and I don't, I don't know what alumni giving looks like at Hampton. Okay. But when you went to Hampton. You want everybody to know you went to Hampton, right? And so, I'm, you say you don't. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm a two and three person, so maybe I'm different. But, but, but most people, if you went to Hampton, if you went to Howard, like you want people to know you went to Hampton. You want people to know you went to Howard. I know. And, I get on. Um, there's, there's a lot of stories of, you know, people are really proud of their institutions, especially I can speak from experience with my school. People are really proud of the fact that they went to the institution. And so I often hear stories from like friends or peers of, oh, I was walking through the airport and I had on my Hampton hoodie. And, right, and right. I got this out of that. I had this interaction or somebody gave me this. Um, so there is like a, a interpersonal connection. I'm not sure how much. I know we get like a decent amount of people giving back. Um, as they grow outside of Hampton, but I'm not sure to what extent that is. Well, and, and the reason why I mentioned that was because you you, you were saying that the institution plays a part in that, and yeah, which I don't disagree that the institution, but the institution asks you for money. Yeah, but it's more than just asking because like anybody can walk up to you and ask you for money. You don't want it to feel like somebody just walked up to me and asked me for money. So I mean, but what, so what could the institution do differently? I mean, because they provide the opportunities for you to network. I mean, and you use their name when you leave. You know, I feel like. It's the, I feel like a lot of that comes socially. Like, yeah. how do your students feel at the school? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if your students feel good while they're within your institution, then it's not going to hurt them. They might even want to give back as they get out of it when they feel the impact of what they've gotten from the institution. Right. So, so, so what you're saying is when they feel the impact. But right. here's the thing. The thing that, that, that I understand now, and you, you actually alluded to it earlier, like, but I don't feel the impact until sometime in the future. Right. But, but, but go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that goes into that whole conversation of, all right, have this conversation about what, what's, what's good that's going on, um, which really focuses on that good feeling, that fuzzy feeling that makes you feel, that family feeling you should feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the good part helps you to want to give back. The bad part tells you what you're giving back for. I'm giving back so I can help 
maybe it was lacking in this area here. I actually, like, understanding I have the ability to help with that situation through my giving. So let me ask you a question. So you're in the music department at Hampton, right? Yes. So is the music, <laughs> this is going to be a bad question. I figured. Like, um, can, can, can you see a, a financial need? Yes. Yeah. Are you willing to sow into that financial need? Potentially. See, <laughs> see, that's the whole point. So my thing is, like, if you're at a school know. and like, and and, and 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 I'm on Twitter with Maybe students all the time, make man. As much as it costs. And, and you see students that are are complaining about all this stuff, right? Right. Um, and I like you got students that complain about the cab, and then they go spend all their money on Uber Eats, mm -hmm. right? You have every right to complain about the cab. The cab food is bad. You have Trash. a right to to um do Uber Eats. What? What if you set money aside to give to the school earmark for dining services? Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's benevolence. That's like I see a need because the need is impacting me. But what we tend to do, and that's just not students, but that's us in life. Like if if we feel like something is subpar or inadequate, we'll talk about it, we'll downgrade it, but we won't sow into it to make a difference. Now I know that's a two-edged sword. Because the thing is, how am I sure if I give Hampton my $10 instead of giving the Uber Eats that it's going to go toward the cab? I don't know. But the question is, um, has that been explored? You know what I'm saying? Like, has it been explored? I don't know. These are just questions I'm asking. Because, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same situation with you. When I left Claflin, I mean, I left Claflin. I'm, I'm gone. I'm done. I, I, I just, I, I, look, I, I, I left Claflin in 1990, mm, early, right? Mm -hmm. And I just joined the Alumni Association for the very first time this year. Mm -hmm. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's all on me. I'm fully transparent. When would you expect somebody to join? When would I, I mean, really, you know the easiest thing to do? Join as soon as you graduate. I feel like oftentimes you see almost like towards late 30s, maybe mid-30s where you see people joining. Right, that type of thing. right. I mean, you got some people that joined earlier, but yeah, you're right. right. You, you're absolutely you right. Some people so, so, but my thing is this. Like, if you understand, if you're building a budget and you understand what it looks like to be a part of the Alumni Association, if you build into your budget now in, while you're in college that, you know what, post-college, I'm going to put $5 a month away so that at the end of the year I can give them that $50 for that Alumni Association do. Right? That ain't hard. That's not hard at all. But you have to get to the point where that's important to you. I'll tell you a funny story. Well, it ain't really a funny story. It's a good story. Um, it was Chris Carter. Um, this was, oh, my God, years ago when they, they when Chris Carter played for the Minnesota Vikings. They did a pre-Super Bowl um, press conference, and it was on, uh, I think, TBN, uh, Turner Broadcast Network. And it was, it, they was, he was talking about tithing and his ability to tithe. And he said on that show, he was like, I can tithe on millions without a problem because I tithe on hundreds. Right? right? And so his, his the, what he was saying was, I started – sitting 10% aside when I only had $100. And so when I get a million dollars, it's the same mentality. Most people, when they get a million dollars, they can't see sitting $100,000 aside or whatever. You know, I hope that's my mouth going right. But, you know, they can't see sitting that amount of money aside to give away. But if you build into it early on, okay, I'm going to sit this amount of money aside, and no matter how my income grows, I, that's the amount of money I'm sitting aside. I think that's something that can be used to – um to actually give back. I mean, I don't know. Again, it's, it's about benevolence. I don't have a clear answer for it. I just got questions because I heard the conversation you were having, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, you talked about a lot. <laughs> I had a lot of different feelings. 
Um, I feel like it comes. I feel like a few things majorly impact that. I don't know. What, what do you want me to talk about? Like from an institution's perspective, from a parent's perspective? From, I, mean, I guess more from a, 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 I don't know, either way. I mean, I, how, what, what, do, what can be done? What do you think can be done? Uh, I just, I feel like it's important for, um, like, if you're going to be a part of an association, like alumni association, to feel like you really do make an impact within it, that you have a say uh, to a certain extent with what's going on. Um, I feel like that will, like, knowing that it all just comes down to the love for the institution, though. But I mean, but we, but we, but we mischaracterize love because, like you just said, I mean, if you're walking through the airport and you see somebody with a Hampton with a Hampton hoodie on, mm-hmm. or a Hampton hat on, a Hampton whatever, yo, what's up? You went to Hampton? I went to Hampton. Or either well, you went to Hampton, I go to Hampton. I'll say from my perspective, like me in that situation, like I'm I'm, I'm graduated, I've gone on, and I see someone with a Hampton hoodie or something. It's gonna be the personal connection more so than because of the institution. Mm-hmm. The institution is just what facilitates facilitated the connection. You're right. Oh, you going through what I've been through. Mm-hmm. What's up? Less than like, oh, like Hampton's doing this, like did this for me. They gonna do this for you type thing. So let me ask you a question. So what is this? Could be a game because I'm trying to come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. So what if every time as a young alumni or a young student, not even a young alumni, a young student, every time you run into somebody that attended your institutions. Because we, we just talk about Hampton because you go to Hampton. But for me, for I go to Claflin. I went to Claflin. Huh? You give them $5. Yeah, you give them five, give who, who $5. The school? Uh, not the school. You talking about the person? person. Yeah. That's, that's not, we're not talking about helping the people. You can give you can get a person $5 if you like. But I'm saying, this is, a, I'm talking about a way of beginning to build benevolence towards our HBCUs. Mm-hmm. How do we get more students to give, to, to give, to be benevolent, so that when we look at why our HBCUs are lacking, the one place they can't point is to us, the alumni, the young alumni, or whatever. You know, that is the one place that we cannot point. And so what I was saying was, like, say, for instance, if, if, if you know, almost like a swear jar, like we can have an HBCU jar. Every time we run into somebody that, that graduated from an HBCU or attends an HBCU, we take a dollar and put it in the jar. When we get up to $25, we send it into the school. That's our contribution. As a matter of fact, if you send it into the foundation, it's a tax deductible contribution, so you don't have to worry about it. But just trying to be, you know, trying to figure out a creative way of at least mm-hmm. starting to give back to our institution. Because again, I didn't for the longest. I feel like that's definitely something that kind of talks more, speaks more onto the parenting side, mm-hmm. almost like that's something you can definitely initiate with your um, younger kids or even your mid older kids, um, like starting to build that foundation of. Oh, I continue to think about my school afterwards. Like it allows them to see that um, the whole oh, I see somebody from HBCU. I'm gonna put this aside. Yeah. It's seeing that um, you're still actively looking to give back to mm-hmm. your institution, and it'll kind of build that foundation and understanding that that is actually important. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that could definitely be a helpful thing. Yeah, because I'm a member of a group on Facebook, and in the group, what they've determined is. There are all of these people who are, who graduated from HBCUs that are a member of this group. If mm-hmm. they just choose one HBCU a month and like everybody just give five dollars to that toward the HBCU, the amount of capital that they can have to give to an just one HBCU a month that'd be cool. Yeah, and so I mean, and that, no, it's not. They, it will be cool. They are doing that. Oh, they are. They are Good doing that. Them. They're actively doing that. And so that that those are the kinds of things that people come up with that can help our HBCUs. Because honestly, at an alarming rate, well. Probably not as much alarming rate as it used to be, but 
I mean, our HBCUs have been closing down. Right. Like, we've been losing them. And because they're historical, you cannot get new ones. You know, that's something else that um, we touched on a little bit in the conversation as well. I kind of want to speak on is that there's more than just three or four HBCUs. Yeah, yeah, it's more. Anytime you see any kind of big dollar grant or big dollar scholarship that's being given to a school, it would be like your top four, however, that people know, like a, a Morehouse, Spelman, Hampton, Howard, NCAT, a family, places like that. But you don't really get like the Benedicts or like the Livingstones. Yeah, the Livingstones. Like the Clintons. The Clintons. The Johnson C. Smiths. Right. There's a whole bunch of them. You're right. You're right. And, and, and you know, and. It's a catch twenty two. I know, man. Cause I'm a, I'm gonna tell this story. I'm not gonna call the college's name, but I'm gonna tell this story. So last year, I visited quite a few colleges, and um, I, I actually have a program with um, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to plug it, but I have a program, and so I had some funding, and so I was trying to partner with this HBCU, and I asked them. I only told them about half of the money I had to give. Um, but I said, all you have to do is submit something to me about what you can do with this money to grow your your initiative, right? I didn't give them very many st stipulations at all. It was just like, I got this pot of money. Um, I, I don't have a need for it, but I need to spend it. All you got to do is send me a simple little something, and I never got it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's why I was a catch-22 because uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of institutions out there, and um, they got to be hungry too. So, I mean, you know, I, I just leave that. I just sit that right there. They got to right. be hungry, too. But as an HBCU graduate, I do now, where I didn't before, see a need or see a responsibility, not even a need, see a responsibility to give back. Because I have benefited from going to the HBCU. I am mm -hmm. known for have gone to an HBCU. So I get the accolades for uh, attending the HBCU. I just don't give back to the HBCU at the same rate that I receive accolades. And so just trying to just trying to figure out a way and again and give unattached. You know, make sure you get your tax deductible write off, but give unattached, hoping that they'll do the right thing, but not I mean, you know, I yes. mean, you can only do your part. You can only do your part. But if enough people start doing it and you don't see things turning around, then that excuse has been removed. I say even as like um there's another thing you can do as a, um, a young person coming out of a school, anytime that something impactful happens or some decisions made, you meet somebody or create a connection based off of the fact that you went to your institution or HPC or something like that, that's a great opportunity to go, oh, I'm going to go ahead and give my thanks by giving back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, different things. Just coming up with them different ways. Different ways. And I mean, you know, and sometimes you can even approach your, your, your employer and be like, look, uh, I'm giving back to this campaign in my school. Do y'all have a matching a matching um, donation program? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that a lot of organizations have, matching donation programs that we don't find out about or we don't ask about mm -hmm. that we could take advantage of. Um, buying insurance policies and giving them to, to – to, I mean, there are a whole bunch of things. But, again, we're trying to do something now that, I guess, you know, young alumni, people 30, 30 and younger maybe, 35 and younger, mm -hmm. can start doing now. And, again, I'm not saying that's for everybody because some do do it, and they do it starting day one. But I can guarantee right. you it's less than 50% because I was in that number. I can guarantee that. Yeah, I was in that number. Yeah. And so um, had I known better, I might would have done better. I'm not sure. But I do know that I sat at, at graduation, and as I heard them ask us to recite that pledge, I kept my mouth closed because I knew that I wasn't going to be a part of it. I knew I wasn't going to do it. 
I said, when I start making as much money as I spent, I do it. And I start making money as much money as I, as I spent early on. And I never did. I never did. But if I'd have had the mindset that, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to put a dollar a month away or put $5 a month away. And I'm gonna, at the end of the year, I'm going to put this money together and I'm going to send it to the school. That would have been another pity uh, alumni dues. I mean, I think, I mean, our dues are not that much, man. I mean, it's, it's real negligible. I mean, I think I just paid $50 for alumni dues. I, mean, I could have been paying $50 for so much longer than I have. Because, I, I mean, I, I mean, we spent $50 on a pair of shoes, a shirt, a pair of pants. A belt sometimes, a watch. Sure, that type of stuff costs more than that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so, you know, we're just saying that we're going to take that opportunity to give back to our HBCUs in mass um, so that we can stop complaining that they don't have the funds to do what they need to do. So, I mean, that's my take on benevolence. I mean, I know um, that's a great point. there's so much more, but I just really wanted to address it because I'm an, a proud HBCU graduate and a shameful HBCU alumni who had not given back until recently. Yes. Be the change you want to see. Be the change you want to see. Oh, I thought that was a good closer. All right, cool. I think you did a good job. All right, Bum Podcast. All right, Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. Holla. Holla.